0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. ESSR has more than one A-show. Dan-da-da-dan, da tan da, dan da, da, dan, da, da, dan adrenaline in my soul something something cody Rhodes, special show because he's got released scott is here about to blow waiting on me to start the show recording this from our childhood home what Would you think scott a bit too much or
1: uh, yeah, a tad, a tad, yeah. You really got
0: to cut out that sax solo. Whoa! More pyro, more pyro everywhere, pyro. Welcome to the A-show here on the Eat, Sleep, Zoop, Retweet network. Welcome to EFSR Central, a special central recorded on a Tuesday because we now live in a world where Stone Cold Steve Austin being rumoured for a Wrestlemania match is now the second biggest story of the day uh, and we'll get into the biggest story in a minute I think you know what it is if you've listened to that intro there or unless you've been living under a rock but I'm Here Ross McLeod John- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ross McLeod, John Scott. Uh, John couldn't make it this week so Liverpool are playing in the Champions League I can't slag John as an excuse for that i i refuse to do shows when rangers are playing so you know um, but yeah essr central you're listening to us wherever you find your podcast. you can find our massive back catalogue on itunes anchor spotify and all good android podcasting sites just type in eat sleep suplex retweet wherever you get your podcasts uh and of course at suplex retweet twitter facebook instagram youtube Eat sleep suplex retweet community on facebook we Every week we get people involved in the conversation, and we'll get two questions this week. Two because we've got a, a massive central ahead, Scott. The story breaking earlier today, it was it was contentious for a while. We, oh, is this is this real? Is it a shoot? Is it is it really resigned? Cody Rhodes, the the promoter of the all out pay per view that led to AEW, one of the founding, it it wouldn't have happened without him, you know, Tony Khan came in with the money, the Young Bucks came in, along with uh, Kenny Omega, to be EVPs and work on uh, certain parts, like video games and marketing, but the whole thing started, with the vision of Cody Rhodes, and news breaking today, that Cody Rhodes has left AEW, and throughout the day, the story has snowballed more and more, it looks more and more likely that Cody Rhodes will be leaving the company he founded to return to WWE.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a weird story to be talking about. I'm trying to think where the hell I begin with giving you my response to this. Obviously, you and I have never been shy on our thoughts on Cody Rhodes as a performer. Uh, but like, I remember when the story broke originally about his contract, you know, come like expiring, I think it happened around the end of December. And they were talking about, oh, do you think you'll be? Is there any chance of the rumble? And I'm like, oh, of course he fucking won't. <laughs> like, there was no like this man smashed a Triple H-esque throne on the first ever AEW pay I think from then on, what you think? Yeah, like nobody, there's no way he's going back. And then this happens, and Brandy's apparently gone to. They said through all these stories from people that I'm not becoming terms to a deal. Like, what exactly happened in the negotiation phase? They agree on terms with one of the guys who helped co-found your company, so maybe maybe he wants to do other things. I don't know, but the idea again, like once it's one thing. To see Equator was lazy. I mean, seeing Equator goes back to WWE is another thing because, oh, like he's been a big perpetrator of like taking shots at WWE, given obviously how unhappy he was when he left. But you know, he basically could do anything anybody wants now. He's being still the talk of the, the wrestling world. Like, I did think it was weird after the Sammy thing, uh, but Sammy winning the, the two belts and they didn't make more of the Cody storyline of, you know, I'm more, and he knowledge that he was wrestling with their contract. And I think we know we now know why Sammy went on to win that uh, ladder match for the two belts. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Ross. I think it was WWE on BT's official Twitter there. Whoever's running that's also there, a big fan gets it. But they put up a gif that everyone used to share whenever Cody, whenever somebody got released and they thought they were going to EW The gif of Cody on being the elite, like putting a hand to his ear.
0: Yeah, I've so, it's actually now been deleted. Um, speculation that that was a sort of rogue social media guy. well um, let, let, let's start at the beginning. Um, so the official story broke um, at... Three, four minutes past three, UK time. Uh, today, on the 15th of February, 2022, uh, AEW, AEW, by the way, are looking to get away from this news as quick as possible and move on. I know the, the traffic is all about Cody Rhodes and him possibly going back to WWE. Um, AEW have tweeted 14 times since this tweet, promoting uh, tonight's dark... Uh, the upcoming Rampage, the upcoming Dynamite, a show called Battle of the Belts 2, and plugging, retweeting tweets by Jake Hager and Chris Jericho uh, regarding tomorrow's street fight with Santana and Ortiz. So AEW tweeted out, uh, on behalf of Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative and Head of the Secret Santa Committee, tweeted, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability, combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry, and his love for community outreach, helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long, something new, innovative and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us, both in the ring and out the ring, competing in the women's division, while advancing our efforts in inclusion and civic causes, including great partnership with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. So that was at four minutes past three, but apparently the story runs deeper than that. Cody Rhodes also had a statement on his Twitter. However, if you've read it, you know it's far too long. He says, I can't thank everyone, and then proceeds to thank everyone. Uh, (laughs) but he apparently it was known beforehand that Cody's contract was up according to Fightful Select, uh, Sean Ross Sapp and the Wrestling Observer. Uh, WWE have been known for a while that Cody Rhodes' contract was up and actually the talent were told about 15 minutes before the statement went out, Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW. So let's just talk about the talent side of things uh, because Cody and his statement references uh, MGF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and Jade Cargill. He had a hand in bringing a lot of those people in. How, how do you think those people felt finding out maybe about 15 minutes before, uh, before it goes out? And of course, he thanks Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks. There was the stories uh, last year how he had grown distant from the other EVPs. And had been sort of focused on his own branding. We we kind of know why now. He he was on his way out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was hard to think what, uh, what, he'd make there. I mean, I think it was probably the best because when you think of like what it turned into on TV with Kenny getting back together with the Butts, the Good Brothers, Adam Cole forming this kind of new version of the Elite, probably Cody wouldn't have fitted in there because he was so insistent on staying a face even though most people kept doing him. Uh, yeah, imagine the, the talent are a of a shot as probably most of us were. But, you know, and he's, when we both behind the scenes and on TV, he has done a lot Fair play to him to help elevate those those guys. Obviously, at the tag match with Jade, when he teamed with Rebel against Her and Shag, he helped put over Derby and MJF and big time pay-per-view matches. And I think it's a case where he does feel more comfortable even because... Obviously, the other EVPs are there. A lot of the people who are in it do seem happy. And I think it's a case of like, if I leave, then it won't, and obviously, people will notice the main gone. But the idea of, you know, there's a big enough talent pool here and we've done good enough job help, help building them. Then, and also he's helped with the TNT title as well, putting prestige on that. That obviously he doesn't have to worry about people coming in to take the spot of Cody Rhodes because, like, they've made enough stars in his time there.
0: Yeah, um, I'm just getting the statement up there uh, that Fightful Select uh, tweeted out. Um, this mentions obviously WWE also knowing about Cody's situation. So uh, credit to Fightful here. They said Cody Rhodes and. Uh, it says Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan so, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW after they could not come to terms on a new contract. Fightful was told by AEW sources last Friday that Cody sought a big money deal and several didn't think that, that, that re-signing was going to happen by that night numerous people inside and outside the company had knowledge of the situation and were of the belief that Cody was leaving the company however an inquiry started to come to Cody directly over the weekend which he, which he claimed were spun Shortly before the announcement, WWE's officials were aware of the situation and also knew that an announcement would be dropped. We've heard that the two sides have at least discussions, but WWE was well aware regarding Cody Rhodes' departure would be made at 10am Eastern. Uh, that's obviously US time but 15 minutes before Cody's announcement word also spread to the AEW talent that he was leading the company Cody Rhodes and Brandy haven't been quite as connected to the locker room as we mentioned in recent years when AEW started with word emerging that Cody had become distant from other EVPs uh, and it just says they'll update as things go along so uh, Votes also mentioning Spoke to a Source now uh, that, f- that fully anticipate WWE coming to an agreement with Cody Rhodes in the coming days it's just mental just whatever way you look at it it's just a mental situation to think the guy who left, the guy who had such an axe to grind and wanted to show that he was a draw when he wasn't being taken seriously as the Stardust character He he left, he put on an independent show an association with some other companies. He brought companies that would never work together together. He went to New Japan. He went to Ring of Honor. He became a champion there. He had such an axe to grind that he decided. As my dogs start fighting for attention here, <laughs> Cody started fighting for attention as well. See, it's all connected. Cody decided. I don't know.
1: Well, just like Cody's dog got scared that one
0: time. Yes, exactly, yes. Cody has a husky, I have a slightly smaller Jack Russell. Um, He had such an axe to grind that he went and made deals with people, massive billion-dollar deals, TV deals with networks like TNT, to build his own company, and then to then get to the stage where he's like, yeah, I am now a big enough draw that I can go back to the place I left. It's just, it's mental. He was he was definitely in the box of never, ever, ever again. Him and CM Punk were two of the ones I thought, they'll never go back. I know Punk had the backstage thing with Fox. He was a Fox employee, okay? He wasn't a WWE employee, so I'm not counting that. But Cody Rhodes going back... It, 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 I, I just can't... <laughs> it, I'm going to my circuits are going to short circuit them and I, mean, I just can't compute it it's just mental
1: well ross has encountered a problem it needs to be but i'll give you my thoughts on the <laughs> situation <laughs> uh, i do agree with a lot of things you're saying like there were high profile people like leaving before Cody, like likes of punk and all those other guys before them but like there were some guys who never really did much after leaving wb even though you could have like, easily have done it, but he did become me kind of like set a template for the kind of success that some guys who in the last few years have been having after getting the release from WWE. And he chose to like walk away, went to Ring of Honor, and in a way, kind of killed Ring of Honor by putting on all in and getting all these people off in AEW. And like, it's bizarre the idea that he would go back to WWE because, like, obviously, I and Brandy leaving. Uh, leaving EW, they could go wherever they wanted. They could he could go to Japan, he could go back to Ring of Honor, he could do anything. He could go back to Pursue and Act. And you know, they've got the reality show, which even though I've never seen an episode and don't intend to watch an episode, people were talking about the contract of Cody and how uh, this puts you know doubts on the new season of Roads to the Top because it's produced by Warner Media it airs on TNT and if he's not part of AEW, well it still continue to you know, air on on that network so he's currently sitting in an office with some executive like Alan Partridge have I got a second series <laughs> but the idea of him going back after he's the one who started up a alternative to WWE, the idea that he put on the first big show, like the biggest non-WWE show since WCW were at their peak with All In and then like he put on this alternative that everybody thought this will get WWE, he will put a bit up that our this will get them, you know, start being good again and if anything to release, Continue to progress further, releasing more people, practically handing talent to AEW, to Japan, to Impact Wrestling. And the idea of one of the guys behind that going back to WWE is just w- weird. It's going to start conspiracies, like when people who are still today think that Hulk Hogan and Vince Rousseau were sent to WCW to help kill those companies. Like, yes, start a company, Cody, in about five years, we'll bring you back and we'll kill it again. God damn it, because I hate competition. <laughs> I think he's a similar boat to Punk and the I believe like the issues with them weren't with Vince, it was more so they had issues with Triple H. Obviously Punk was more than outspoken on that art of wrestling podcast and Cody, as we mentioned, did the whole throwing thing. And it seems like if you've seen NXT the last few months that as soon as Triple H's went home with medical issues, Trip, Vince's came and did basically the opposite of anything vince at Triple H would do. So like he doesn't like Cody Rods, let's re the bastard.
0: Oh God! Could you imagine Cody Rhodes as the NXT champion? <laughs> the ultimate fu. Um, yeah, Cody did mention that when he left, he, that he felt that a lot of, you know, Triple H's guys when they came in, and to, to a point, you know, the likes of Sami Zayn got a a major push leading to the WrestleMania Thirty Two ladder match. Cody was put in as sort of a joke. Um, Cody, the Miz, and Zack Ryder were like the, the sort of the joke people. Whereas Ziggler, Zane, and who was the other one? No, sorry, Miz. It was Sin Cara, sorry. It was Sin Cara, Stardust, and Zack Ryder were the sort of jokey ones. Um, And yeah, he mentioned, you know, the, the likes of the NXT people, Triple H'd his guys, and, you know, other people weren't, you know, seen as. Seen as marketable and you know, he he talks about his dad said after WrestleMania twenty-eight he should have went, and he talks about how he, he wished he listened. Could you imagine the wrestling landscape if Cody Rhodes left in 2012 and not 2016?
1: I think people like would have I don't think he would have cared as much in twenty twelve because I'll say, Yeah, he was IC champion, but he wasn't really doing much. Like his biggest thing up to that point was losing to the big show at WrestleMania. But then the fact that he'd been through such big angles uh, since then with the Authority teaming with his brother, and then the whole Stardust thing, and also there was the outrage of everybody hoping that eventually they'd see Sensing, like take him away from the Stardust gimmick, and you know, and let him be Cody again. Obviously, his displeasure was like very adamant with the the gimmick. So it would be interesting to see what would happen if he did go. Uh, Dustin, I remember seeing him. Uh, on tour saying I'm not leaving That so he's sticking about but really, more than we talk about I think he kind of did everything he could in AEW uh, Cody because he, he said he wouldn't be world champion and he stuck to it fair dues. and then he did everything he could with the TNT belt so unless he wanted to go in the tag scene there wasn't much else for him to do because if he hasn't got any title programs there's only so far he can take a character kind of story wise so yeah I think it'd be very interesting to see what happened if he did go AEW because but well, I heard a lot of people say that they don't they won't see this thing with the AEW and WWE as a real white war unless somebody goes the other side from like AEW to WWE rather than just you know people get released to shop in AEW. Uh, and if all the people to be the first person to go back over to the other side to WWE and you know help put a new wrinkle on this whole, you know, this kind of divide that wrestling fans have created for themselves. I did not expect to be one of the bloody founding members of founding members of the company.
0: Yeah, that was, um, you mentioned um, people not thinking it's a real war until like people go elsewhere. Eric Bischoff on Rene Young's podcast, The Sessions back in December, said he's like the likes of signing Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan and uh, there the was rumours at the time that Bray Wyatt was going to AEW. So he mentioned him as well and he said, Pardon me. He said these signings aren't big because not that the talent aren't main event talent, not that the talent aren't talent WWE want to keep, but the talent that go there aren't going to be the talent that bring new fans over. The talent mm-hmm. that go there, like Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, you know, Brian Brian Danielson has a massive following. You know, from his Ring of Honor days, he he's he is the ultimate indie darling. Adam Cole is, you know, NXT. WWE. That that was followed by sort of the core group that followed AEW. But when you look at it at the other side, it's weird to think that people that got engaged in the Cody Rhodes story when he left WWE because he, he mentions, and hey, he, fair play to him, he did do everything CM Punk wanted to do when he released the pipe bomb. CM Punk said, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and he didn't. He stayed in WWE and he had a, a very successful title run, whether he likes to admit it or not, but he didn't change the landscape. He he didn't, you know, Triple H came in. It's like the like people talk about oh, Austin 316, well, it didn't really launch. Austin, the Brett storyline launched Austin because after 3.16 Austin was on the pre-show of SummerSlam that year. It was it wasn't the pipe bomb that launched the sort of indie revolution in WWE, it was NXT. Cody Rhodes on the other hand did what a lot of non wwe talent don't really do because XWE talent, it was either they were the indie lot so they went back to Japan and Ring of Honor or they were big stars so they went to TNA and took a big contract and worked reduced dates or you know th- there was no in between Cody Rhodes wanted to do everything Cody Rhodes made it clear when he was in Ring of Honor and Impact at the same time he didn't have a contract he w- he came over to the UK and done a lot of stuff with Discovery and WCPW and Rev Pro. did a series of matches with Kurt Angle eh, in the States done the Battle of LA which we didn't see a lot of WWE guys doing at that time He had a list of everyone. He went out and done that. So, you know, fair play to him. And the fact that, to the original point, Eric Bischoff saying that fans aren't, new fans aren't coming in for Daniel Bryan Adam Cole, people might go back to watching WWE because of Cody Rhodes because from 2016 onwards, be it Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, the Indies, or AEW, he has proven he's a draw. He's proven that, as much as I didn't like the constant WWE bashing, you can't deny he has a draw and he created something successful. So it's, it's mental to me that, you know, AEW are trying to get viewers off of WWE, but WWE might be now getting viewers, lapsed viewers back because of an ex-AEW talent coming in. And that, to me, is it, it's mental.
1: Yeah, I think he is similar to Drew, in a way, I think Drew as someone who like showed how you successful he could be after leaving WWE. Obviously they both left d- different ways. But the idea of like both of them before they left were like maybe smacked down mid twenty early twenty tens like world heavyweight champion, kind of like getting some short run with that bill. Uh, but now that they've both left and then if they both come back and they've both shown that you no know, these guys are the main eventers that they probably thought they were and like always probably could be. So I think Cody coming back to WWE would be a position where he could be and put in a position that he always probably wanted to be when he was there the first time, and wasn't getting put into, which is why he left in the first place. Because obviously he always thought of himself as more than like the mid card player that WWE you know, positioned them as. So it would be interesting to see the reaction from like yeah, AW like fans to Cody like coming back into coming back into WWE and would uh, like Wait, if they'd stay they'd come back over and watch regular just to see what he does, like the curiosity and everything like that. And yeah, like stuff he was doing at the time, like 2016, 2017, he was doing stuff in Ring of Honor, like saying, like, I'm not a wrestler, I'm a sports entertainer. Because obviously, he hadn't had any experience. He would basically started off in a WWE developmental went straight upwards. And that, when you think about it, that's kind of like the groundwork for what Matt Cardona is doing now in places like GCW, basically going somewhere and being basically the opposite of what the hardcore fans love. And instantly making yourself the top heel in that whatever company that is. Uh I did think if you'd go back to something we were talking about earlier about Tony Khan putting that statement out. I really thought if Tony Khan wanted to show he was, you know, equal with everyone who leaves AEW, I was waiting for a Tony Khan to say, I like Cody's contract expire because he just wasn't that good. I didn't think but you know, apparently it's <laughs> those cast statements that but people he's not pals with.
0: Oh, no, Cody was rubbish. I let his contract expire. Uh, Tag team match on Dynamite tonight. Uh, Tag team match on Dark tonight, sorry. (laughs) I, um... um,
1: Cody wasn't that good. And then say, Dustin Rhodes is competing tonight on Dynamite.
0: (laughs) We mentioned Dustin Rhodes saying where he is. Um, So, just uh, per TMZ, so there's more breaking... um, more breaking uh, stuff with this story. This is going to be a story. Um, we, we're recording this. It's this currently three minutes past eight UK time, uh, PM that is. And this is going to be a story where we release this tomorrow and so much more will have happened that we haven't had a chance to talk about this. So, you know, you're on this week instead of John uh, because you've swapped weeks. Me and John will still be talking about this next week. Um, so... Pardon me. Per TMZ, Corey Rhodes and Tony Khan fell out with one another as Khan's visibility within the company grew. While not confirmed, this could refer to the period where Khan decided to change his organisational strategy for AEW Creative Plans. Following a report that the roles of AEW, AEW, sorry, EVPs had changed drastically since the formation of the promotion, can stated that at the beginning of 2020 he decided he wanted to be a hands-on AEW president, so made it so that creative plans generally run through him. Another report has revealed that there was a significant financial dispute between Cody and AEW. Uh, a WWE source is fully anticipating Cody Rhodes joining the company according to WrestleVotes, so it's sort of the one like, well, if you're not going to give me my cut, I'm going to go get more money from your competitor. Fuck you. That's <laughs> that, that's basically what that sounds like there.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as I just slide Tony my camera, I, I kind of have to say you don't can't can say because there was a period of time where you clearly tell guy like Cody and the other EVPs were writing their own stuff, and it, when, when Tony like took over, when Tony kind of took over creative for a while after it had been reported that he had. It was a period where things picked up quality-wise and so it did seem like he was kind of reining some people in and you know part of the reason we have disliked Cody is it seems like he gets too much free reign and has to have someone to you know rein him in with his storyline sometimes and so obviously Cody didn't see it that way he thought no it's a good idea that I tell this promo about how we've helped racism by having a mixed race child that'll definitely help get me and Anthea go-go over in our feeds <laughs> uh, so it's interesting how, how the relationship is changing, and you know, I think how the, it's as if it impacted the other EVP's relationship really with Tony, or you know, because obviously Kenny's still out. We don't know when he's going to be back. Something that about the story with Cody that hasn't really been talked about is that obviously we we don't really know how EW contracts work in terms of like when they come up, uh, as compared to WE ones, uh, because we all know about the WWE non-compete clause. Is there anything about a non-compete clause for AEW? Or is Cody basically right now free to show up wherever he wants? Because as Stephen was mentioning in our group chat, now he just so happens to be uh, the finals of a tournament named after Cody's dad.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. Can you imagine if WWE struck while the iron was hot? It's, it's not hot, it's boiling. This is a story that's... I didn't even think of that, Scott. <laughs> that just got me. I just stopped myself, short circuit, and I put some oil in my gears. and then you've got my short circuit. In no, um, I, I absolutely, I, I think that could be amazing. To to your point about the the creative, I so, Cody Rhodes, twenty twelve, so totally the, the disfigured Cody Rhodes, in twenty ten, uh, was great. Uh, sorry, it 20, 20, uh, was great. And then the the fact that he got absolutely jacked and he had his run with an incremental title, I really enjoyed that. Then had an entertaining sort of tag team with Sandow, which I felt could have went further. And then the stuff with the Shield was, was main event quality um, and should have went further. But as you mentioned, you have to take Tony Khan's side a bit because it did get a lot... It did. It, it became the fact that Brandy was appearing as Cody's Valley as a face, but then the Voodoo woman taking as as Awesome Kong's manager uh, as a heel, and then she's appearing like the Stephanie McMahon. You know, I, I've just I've just made six of your uh, favorite wrestlers cry. But also, Susan G. Corman is helping breast cancer survive. It was that sort of horrible. Like, how do I do this? sort of thing Corey Rhodes for a while there was a time on TV where he was in like three feuds at a time and it was just like what like three feuds at a time and he had the MGF feud bubbling away as well so it was just it was an odd time uh, in AEW and Tony Khan did streamline it Tony Khan the, the product it's always been exciting because it was new at the time I think you look back and you see the story structure wasn't there. The story structure's there now. And although we are talking about sometimes it's a bit top-heavy in AEW, well, by the way, there's a, now a gaping hole at the top of the card uh, now that Cody Rhodes has left. So um, <laughs> it, it, it is, it's such a weird one. It's such a it's a story, you know, I've got a, a draft folder from, like, last week where we have the stories we do for Central and like we were talking about Shane McMahon still being with WWE off off screen, we were going to talk about the Vengeance Day results Keith Lee's debut felt huge last week and now it's just been golfed by the fact that I've seen people comparing it to Jeff Jarrett, this is bigger than Jeff Jarrett because TNA I, I don't care what anyone says on a financial basis, TNA were never competing with WWE on a TV quality wise. They might've been competing, but they were never, they were never bigger than WWE. They found success in the UK because WWE wasn't coming over and doing really good live shows. It was their run of the mill house show. But TNA was never this big. This is bigger than Jeff Jarrett, I think. And... Yeah, it's just, it's something I didn't think we'd be talking even this morning, not even last week, I didn't even think we'd be talking about it as of this morning.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know what we even say like, anymore about this because the minute you give your opinion about one aspect of the story, like, something else could like, could change and new stuff could come out multiple times across the courses recording. recording. You know, by the time this episode's up, there'll probably be, like, 20 new reports about stuff that happened between Cody and Tony behind the scenes so I <laughs> really don't know what else to say at this point but I do agree about the whole stuff about Tony branding like Cody's
0: tattoo wasn't even that cool and if he wanted a dog he shouldn't have got a wolf you know I, I, it's <laughs> just going to be stupid stuff like that Tony overheard Cody and uh, Kate and calling him a specky bastard you know stuff just stupid stuff like that I want to hear stuff like that coming out <laughs> um, like eat in the office Yeah, Uh, did you see have you seen any of Raw from last night no there was a man who then this will be for Office fans the episode of the Flasher where um, they give a description of Dwight but it's Dwight with a moustache it's the Flasher and Dwight puts all these posters, have you seen this man and it's got his face on it all over the all over the business park. Someone had a sign, have you seen this man? And it was a photo of Dwight Schrute. So I just, that was a wee fun, wee fun sign that somebody put up last night. But, um, the main question now, you know, if he goes to WWE, what happens now? Is he going to, you know, the, the Raw WWE, sorry, the WWE title picture on Raw is apparently up in the air. Would you be interested in a Cody Rhodes Bobby Lashley feud if Bobby retains or what about if Seth Rollins or Matt Riddle or AJ Styles I'm not saying Austin Theory because it won't be him uh, what if one of them wins the WWE title would you like to see one of those go up against Cody Rhodes
1: oh, I definitely would see because like, the idea of him coming back and going to change the tail picture immediately causes intrigue and you know the whole thing you were going on about the other week about them. I mean no plan at all and then having this fall into that, lap, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't want to you know, put Cody in the title picture. Uh, but if he didn't go in the title picture, looking at the uh, the feuds that he could have, you know, try to look across like Ron and who makes sense for him to really go after, who could he like, you know, find history with? You know, him getting involved with Orton again could be quite interesting, or maybe not as a first feud because it makes the underwhelming with some people, but the idea of him going for theory in a non title feud would be interesting because the idea of like, he's been handpicked by Vince and Coy could say like you're giving this guy the opportunities that you should have given me like back in like 2015, 2016
0: That'd be quite cool actually that, that would be I think if Vince is too old I think to have the match but mm. if you have the sort of Vince versus Cody feud with Austin Theory as the in-ring sort of proxy because Austin Theory is good in the ring I think um if you have that, that, that could be a, a good storyline, I think. But I've seen someone online, I think it's far too soon, given Triple H's recent health scares, but someone went, Cody and Brandy versus Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania, it's all I ask. I, <laughs> I'd i like to see Triple H versus Cody at WrestleMania. I, I don't have any interest in seeing Brandy um, in-ring I think she could be an asset as a manager to someone but I don't think she's a I don't want to see her in ring but that being said I don't see a deal where Cody and Brandy go to WWE if they don't make Brandy uh, an in ring talent
1: yeah, Can I just explain something uh, I, see, I was from through Twitter and I've seen a tweet that really sums up the weirdness of the last few weeks and just as well we have a show like Century keep track of it all it says here Ronda Ronda Rousey came back to WWE and is now main eventing WrestleMania. Shane McMahon was fired by his own father. Steve Austin might be having his first wrestling match in 19 years and Cody Rhodes left AEW and and might be rejoined WWE. It's only the 15th of February.
0: I know. What what a mental year. What an absolutely mental year. Um, I'm just reading. There is a there's a conversation in our group chat between people and they were talking about, um, it sounds like can maybe went back on an agreement and the beginning to let them handle creative. But we've all said, we kind of prefer the can era. And you know, you've had wrestlers say this in the past where businessmen only see the business aspect. Wrestlers only see the wrestling aspect. Maybe cans came in as both a businessman and a wrestling fan where he goes right, I've seen what I don't want in WWE at the moment. Here's what I want for my company, and he's came in with the business acumen to do that. Whereas Cody has really only seen the the sort of the wrestling side of it. And you know, Stephen Stephen Wilson has said, in fairness to Tony Khan, Dynamite was ranked the last few weeks of 2019. Uh, David Campbell saying he agrees, but in Cody Rhodes' shoes, you are going to be pissed off at that. It, it, it is a weird one. It is it? Um, oh, I, I just keep, I, I just keep going back to the fact that I can't believe it. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I actually can't believe it. It is absolutely mental to hear that Cody Rhodes could be heading back to WWE. You, you know what I'd love? It won't happen, but do, do you know what I'd love? It would be quite funny. I'd love WrestleMania pre show, Andrew the Giant Battle Royal, Stardust shows up and is eliminated first, and then the next night on Raw, Cody Rhodes shows up as if like, nothing happens. <laughs> Just uh, like, what, what are you talking about? Star- Who's not been Stardust since 2016, mate? What are you talking about? I was na- I was there at WrestleMania. I was in Atlanta last night. I was there na- in Texas. <laughs> I'd,
1: I'd, yeah, and, oh, he, was, and no. he would say, "I like that." He's from the Glaswegian part of.
0: <laughs> 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 what part of Atlanta you face, Springburn. Uh So, <laughs> um, I'll let you. i quickly decide if if, ba- if Brock Lesnar doesn't win the WWE title and um, so I'll give you two options so if Brock Lesnar doesn't win the WWE title um, and doesn't take it to a title unification match which of the five elimination chamber opponents would you like to see Cody compete for uh, compete against for the WWE title and if it's not for the WWE title at Wrestlemania who would you like to see Cody Rhodes face oh
1: uh don't remember who the amazing people are, obviously we got Bobby, Seth
0: Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles
1: Probably either Bobby or AJ because obviously AJ comes in at the company just as he's leaving Obviously, Stardust for AJ wasn't a match that they were going to really book obviously, but Cody Rose versus AJ is something I think a lot of people would want to see and the idea of obviously, like, you know how much the be likes to promote a first time ever. So, an AG versus Cody thing, with or without the title, would be excellent in my book. But if he was fighting somebody who uh, wasn't the title, then I can't really look past him and Orton, you know, renewing things. like I heard like allegedly like there was a point where they were almost going to let him win the triple threat, like Cody won the triple threat between him, DBS, and Orton at May 26 then the match got cut down for a time and Orton just barred both of them
0: <laughs> I know um, it's what you call it it's like he has been done out of two Wrestlemania matches you know the Orton match being cut for time and then the the, be- the eight person tag with the Bellas and the Funkadactyls and um, uh, tons of funk it was it wasn't going to be a classic, but you know when your match gets cancelled, when you're in the curtain, that is that is heartbreaking. So, Date, you asked earlier, Scott about the contract situation. I was I was curious about that as well because obviously WWE is the ninety day release clause. If someone is released from their contract, they'll go. By the way, we'll give you ninety days severance pay, but you can't go elsewhere. Um. But like Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan, they were free to go wherever they wanted because their contracts expired. So Dave Meltzer has tweeted within the last few hours, the Cody Brandy split with AEW happened yesterday. The two sides didn't come to terms on a new deal after six weeks. There's a lot more to read into this. And on our on, our show last night, we talked about the different issues, but he legally could be on WWE at any time. So we 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 are releasing this at 6 a.m. UK time on Wednesday, the 16th of February. By then, Cody Rhodes could have shown up on NXT. Cody Rhodes could be at NXT. Cody Rhodes, by the time John and I are doing um, Central next week, could have pop- he won't pop up in SmackDown. That's pre-recorded. He could pop up at the Elimination Chamber and influence matches for WrestleMania, it's it's absolutely mental to think about. A, a story that, you, you know, I didn't buy into the Royal Rumble either, because you know, we, we watched it all together. We watched a group of us together, and as my dog grills at my other dog, because she's, she's stealing her ball. <laughs> um, we we talked about, it's not going to be Cody Rhodes, is it? Quacky was like, it's not going to happen, is it? And we were like, No, of course it's not. Like, they weren't going to mention it on Dynamite if it was going to happen, you know what I mean? They weren't going to give publicity to the other guys, but to think now at WrestleMania we could see Cody Rhodes in a prominent match or a prominent title match, wrestling in 2022, it's weird. I
1: don't think... I think we spent... Enough table on this, I think we need to move on because we're just gonna make our heads start we continue on this road. I
0: know, I know. There's what we'll do, we'll come back to it later in the show because I'm I'm almost certain by the time we wrap up at about nine o'clock, there will be more. There will be more to this story. Um absolutely <laughs> absolutely mind blown. So um Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's move from Cody Rhodes to to a lesser topic. Let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin possibly having his first wrestling match in 19 years. Stone Cold Steve Austin possibly, according to Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's opinion, the biggest superstar in WWE history. A man who led the Attitude Era, a man who led WWE's most successful time, man with probably WWE's most successful t-shirt, the Austin 316 t-shirt, hasn't competed in a match since March 2003 when he lost to The Rock at WrestleMania 19 in Seattle. He's rumoured to be wrestling at WrestleMania Night 2 in Arlington, Texas, as a special one-off attraction match, a special farewell match. WWE has trademarked the term Stunner Sunday for use uh, of, so, and it said in the trademark for use for a pay-per-view to promote a pay-per-view wrestling event and he's rumoured to be facing another man who uses a stunner and a man who on Raw last night made his <laughs> intentions for Texas clear let Texas know he hates Texas and everyone from there Kevin Owens <laughs> so Kevin Owens Stone Cold Steve Austin rumoured for Wrestlemania Scott what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, well I need to give Kevin something to warrant though the 2 to $3 million or however much they're allegedly paying him now but these, like, these two headlines by the way these two stories if you've seen these you know, on a wrestling news site and you hadn't been on Twitter like, all day you'd think these pricks will just put anything up just to get clicks all this fake news going around but no these are actually things that are happening and i couldn't think of anybody really better for austin than owens because austin even came out and said like when owens went to him and asked in 2018 for permission to use the stunner as a finisher he said yeah i'm surprised that no one else has really came to me and asked if they can use it before and he said he was happy for owens to to use it and well, yeah, I think good for Kevin for getting that spot at WrestleMania because he's been doing the thing on Raw where he's trying to get into the chamber and failing, uh, even though we all know that Kevin wants to refuse to work on the side of the shows. And then the idea of Austin coming back, I think there was a, something like a year or two ago where I said if he actually if he wanted to medically, yeah, he could have one more match, he's just choosing not to. Uh, and I think it would be good for him because he said going into you know, May of 19, I wasn't entirely sure if it would be his last match. But just in case he wore that whole that vest with the with the initials of one more ride or something like that on it. But now yeah. I think for him, get that like closure, for you know, for one more match. And you, you know, even if you were worried about him getting injured, you could turn it into more of a brawl because that's what Austin was all about in his matches that he's he's peaking in the 98-99 time. And it would be very weird to watch. I mean, you know, you'd be worried for him. Like when Edge first came back, you're always worried any move could cause you know serious injury. Like oh. Nope.
0: Yeah, it's. I think we're, we're in an era where the the neck and concussion protocols in WWE are a lot more safer. They wouldn't put Stone Cold in this if they didn't think he could pass it. And you know we saw the miracles of Daniel Bryan taking you know, I think he took three years, so two years off, and then you know Edge took ten years away. Austin taking twenty years away, he might be able to go again. He might, you know, have that one match and go, "Yeah, I can do more." Or he might do it and go, "Yeah, you know what? That's me. I've done. I've I've done my match. That's me. I'm I'm happy with that." Um, I think.
1: I think Austin would be more of a one and done, like one more match, bit of a closure, because he's one of the few legends. Although when he does make his comeback, every so often he never really feels like. He's burying anybody or taking time away that from someone who deserves it. Because fans will pop. There are people who really enjoy getting the chance to be on it, being like getting TV time and being a segment with Austin. Because you know we feature in a premium spot. And not to be cynical or anything, but you know people were sharing screenshots of like ticket sites selling selling WrestleMania tickets. also they're doing two nights in a. I think it might be the same venue they did a '32. So that's a big fucking venue. And they were yeah. advertising. Like, one sales or whatever because they were clearly struggling. Now, I'm not saying this is entirely shift tickets, but you know if you want to sell out your biggest show of the year, and um, well, I'm assuming given Star Sunday, it'll be the second night you'll be you'll appear be at. Booking Austin to come back for the first time since May 19. That'll you know to quote Tony, want to put some butts in seats.
0: <laughs> um, we could have Cody Rhodes main event night one and Stone Cold main event night two of WrestleMania. So, <laughs> um, so a lot of the story here. Um, so there's people who who are maybe like, I don't need to see Austin again, and maybe they're worried for their health. Maybe it's just the usual. Uh, you know, what, I'm gonna call them out. The walk culture lot, the like getting it in WWE related. It, it's snarky. It's turn one nose up at it, sort of coverage from the the vast majority of them. Um, but they would you call it? Um, people are saying they don't need to see Austin again. People are saying it'd be nice to see him come back. It'd be nice for newer fans to get a a live Austin match. But there's some contention about Kevin Owens being the the opponent now. WWE needed to hang on to Kevin Owens. They needed to hang on to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn and spoiler alert and. Three seconds, and I'll not mention it again. Three, two, one. Sami Zayn is now an Connell champion and now probably heading to a WrestleMania match with the celebrity, which is, gets you a, a major mainstream attention. So, Sami Zayn's had his contract verified, uh, its decision to stay verified. Kevin Owens, on the other hand, he he wasn't as low down on the card as Sami Zayn. He he was still pretty much involved in WWE title scenes and mid card title scenes and he hasn't held a title for a while but he's never really been out the title pitchers. Now with Adam Cole and John Moxley and uh, Rusev and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson going to AEW, they need to keep people like Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens who does have friends over there, now have they maybe said, hey Austin at Wrestlemania, does that does that sweeten the deal? Apparently there has been talks as as of the last few weeks of involving Stone Cold in Wrestlemania and in a Wrestlemania match, has Kevin Owens maybe been promised a prominent Wrestlemania spot Maybe not Austin, but you know, we'll put you in a prominent spot. And then this has came up, and they're like, "This is the perfect spot for Kevin Owens," because they don't need to put him in a title match. They don't need to put the title on him, but they put them in this this match. It's de- it's the main event of night two. You know, it's it's like when Rock came back; it was it was main eventing, regardless of you know CM Punk cries and you know anything else happening in that time. Has this maybe? This has maybe been what Kevin Owens has been given to sweeten the deal, but a lot of people aren't happy that Kevin Owens is the choice opponent. What are, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I don't know who else you really put in that position, really. I mean, Drew, maybe, but I think given that they both use the stunner and everything, like Owens as a heel, can, in one per we be talking to believing even anything is a good idea, storyline-wise. You know, he made a feud... Uh, interesting with him and bronze which basically consisted of Braun finding new ways to throw Kevin off of things every week but it was still <laughs> only Kevin made it so and yeah like he said you need to find a way to you know you know sweeten the deal with him getting his his like new contract because like Sammy as he said like he's got the IC title for a third time. He's gonna be in one of the more featured matches of either night because he's with up for the celebrity which will pull some eyes in. As much as people will turn their noses up at the idea of they do think for the IC title, you can't deny that you'll be invested in that entire match with every pinfall that oxfield Knoxville gets, because the whole time you're giving investing. Oh God, please don't give him the IC belt. So whether you like him or not, you're still gonna be invested in that match. Uh but with Kevin, he needs that future match. And also they always want a, a part-time comeback for the show. They don't have Undertaker or Goldberg's going to wrestle one of the last matches or probably the last match of his current deal at the animation chamber this sunday or saturday i think it is Uh, and it may not be at mania we don't we don't have taker we don't have cena so we need that part-timer and one of the few people they'd not be able to go back to because of injuries is austin but now they've got austin so they need to take advantage of that and i think austin is somebody who's talked very highly about owens so i think austin won't have any objections to fighting you know, Kevin Owens as late his last match so I don't know what more you want but I was like yeah you're getting Austin back Like, what's wrong with Kevin Owens he's one of the more loved guys because otherwise if he didn't have this match I'm sorry but the way Kevin was being booked the last few weeks if he didn't get this match then he'd probably get the Andre Giant bar or he'd probably be complaining he was too low on the card so now this is too high in the card what what, what, what do you I feel like that guy when the kids are giving info, feedback about it chain scratchy. you kids don't know what you want
0: <laughs> and, and that's the thing we talk about WWE not having new stars what well, if Kevin Owens wins this match mm-hmm. if Kevin Owens beats Stone Cold Steve Austin he should go on to win the Royal Rumble That this should be a progression to see Kevin Owens win that either money in the bank and win the WWE title with SummerSlam or just continually win matches and then get to the Royal Rumble and then have him in the main event of next year's Wrestlemania, either as the Royal Rumble winner or going in as defending champion, because if you're going to go up against Stone Cold, and Stone Cold's one of those old school guys that wants to go out on his own terms and, you know, wants to go out putting someone over, well, we, we talk about Kevin Owens, you know, I people have said that he's He's stuttered in the last few years and you know he's not held the title in a while, even though he still is in the title scene. But what, what better way to give someone a, a reboot, a, a major reboot, than go, hey, beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of WrestleMania weekend. Not the main event of night one, you know, the Sunday night of WrestleMania. The second night of WrestleMania. Main event, beating Stone Cold Steve Austin with the Stone Cold stunner. What better way is there to to reboot someone uh, and announce them as your next big star?
1: Yeah, totally. Because yeah, you said like Kevin is very popular with the, the fans, so you need to give him that featured kind of spot. Otherwise, I don't think there's anything they really spot for him on the card. Otherwise, would that I mean they could do something with him and Rollins? But they probably want to do, have Rollins do his own thing at WrestleMania. If you don't give the belt to Brock, the whole title title thing, and God, I hope they don't uh, do the whole title for title thing at WrestleMania, then I think you need Seth or AJ, someone or that around to do to do the whole uh, to do to have someone for Lash that you go up against. Then obviously Kevin Owens is really one of the few guys you've got left in a prime spot that actually makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen names like John Cena and Brock Lesnar going about. I don't think Stone Cold needs a part-timer. I think, and I don't think he should be in there with Brock if you've got concerns for his neck. I think someone like Kevin Owens, who is reliably good in the ring and has consistently... You say what you want about Kevin Owens. His matches with Zayn, his matches with Seth Rollins, his matches with Cena, his matches with Jericho minus the WrestleMania one because that kind of suffered for the AJ... Uh, the AJ Shane McMahon spot fest that went on before it, but his, his matches, it, Kevin Owens matches with Shane McMahon, the, those were great. I really enjoyed them. So Kevin Owens always has good matches. I don't. I think he's such a pro and such a such a fan that he wouldn't let it be bad. He couldn't let it be bad. So I think Kevin Owens is the perfect person to main event Stunner Sunday with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Should we move on for this one as well? Because I think we'll talk ourselves round in circles um, as well with this one. Yeah, the only
1: thing I would say, like, yeah, you mentioned Cena. something I forgot to mention, like, the idea, like, Sammy, he's already got he's, like, with John Knoxville. They got to pay uh, off like a little bit in the Rumble and then continue it on. Since then, the build the match is more likely going to happen at uh, Mania. I say before this story so how lost Owens was he got eliminated by Shane McMahon of all people and then Shane got let go. So yeah, like you don't think Owens needs this win, like clearly he fucking does if they were letting Shane McMahon were they eliminate him from the Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um well we talked about Knoxville, let's move on to the Knoxville uh news not Knox County Kane news because th- don't follow Kane on Twitter, people. It's sad. Um, yes. That mistake, you know. <laughs> so Johnny Knoxville is rumoured to be a uh, to be wrestling for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Um, Sami Zayn is fighting Shinsuke Nakamura on a pre-recorded SmackDown this week for the Intercontinental title. No spoilers. Um, oh fucking no. look! Look. You're listening to a wrestling news show. Spoilers, Sami Zayn wins, okay? Like, if you've not had it spoiled now, you're you're getting it spoiled. Um, Sami Zayn wins the Intercontinental title this Friday on SmackDown. WWE announced it. Um, There's rumours that the Knoxville-Sami Zayn feud will continue, and it will result in an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. No, Scott, I'll, I'll let you come in a minute, but here's my thoughts on this, okay? The Intercontinental title has not had a proper spotlight put on it at WrestleMania since WrestleMania 34, where Seth, Finn, and Miz fought for it. WrestleMania 32 and 31, with the ladder matches were great, but they were spot-fest, they were ladder matches, it wasn't really about the title. It was like, yes, we've got a ladder match. And, you know, the, there was that period where the Intercontinental title wasn't defended at WrestleMania for about, I think, five or six years. So for Sami Zayn to take the title in and to the celebrity match with Johnny Knoxville, who is taking us seriously, by the way, he's he is a fan, He's taking it seriously, and as you've mentioned before in Central Scott, the bumps he takes can't be any any worse than some of the stunts he's done in Jackass. I am hundred percent okay with the Intercontinental Title getting this, this spotlight, this storyline, the celebrity involvement, but I do not want Johnny Knoxville to win the Intercontinental Championship. I'd like Sami Zayn to beat him via hook or crook. And then you know the cast of Jackass with a returning legend, let's say Sean Michaels, because we're in Texas, beat the shit out of Sami Zayn. You know what I mean? Some something like that. I'm absolutely fine with, but Sami Zayn has to win.
1: Yeah, like this is actually wasn't the first time he was gonna face an IC champion on a pay Because I remember there's always the stories about the Jackass crew fighting Omega uh, in 2007. Omega was the IC champ at the time. But, uh, I think the Stevo o like, started laughing during a beatdown on Raw. And when the stops of Magalit started stuffing, I'm like, stop fucking laughing. And then <laughs> that and a couple of reasons, that's why that didn't uh, work out. But, you know, I can't see why they wouldn't have the IC title. Otherwise, you've got a situation like with the random like six-man tie with the League of Nations and the, the New Day where the titles randomly weren't on the line. And so the champions could lose. Like, so I wouldn't like to see a, a, a non-title match. So it has to be for the title. The only other option to really pay off the story because 'cause you've insisted it keeps going. Like there was even a skill of like Joey Knoxville going to this WWE store, grabbing anything Sami Zayn related and just smashing it or throwing it on the floor. Oh. showing <laughs> very hard to Sami Zayn. Like breaking like carboard cutouts of Sami Zayn. Uh so the only other option is like you have this maybe Knoxville in the corner of somebody who's challenging Sammy for the title or you have not fight him, but yeah. Like, Knoxville, if he's enough of a fan, like, kind of like who David Arquette insisted, like, even though he was given the WCW title, he was basically trying to tell him, you should not do this. So I think Knoxville's enough of a fan to know that he can't win the IC title. So he'll he'll probably lose to Sammy, and, but you'll be invested in wondering, like, will they actually do it? And then, yeah, they'll probably do a thing with the Jackass crew afterwards. Kind of like how Sammy did the thing with Owens, the last best of me, and then they did the thing with Logan Paul afterwards. So. It's two years in a row, Sammy gets a match involving a celebrity, but this time, he's actually wrestling the celebrity. And I think they can work the match in a way that will be entertaining. And also, you know, Joey Knoxville as an outsider can take, you know, bumps and not hurt himself too much because, you know, he's been going, I haven't seen the new jackets, but apparently there's a spot, i say it's like a stunt with a bull that Joey Knoxville was involved in. And he's been going around on podcasts for one They're basically saying about how, yeah, I was in the hospital for a few days after that one. <laughs>
0: So, Johnny Knoxville possibly uh, fighting for the uh, title of WrestleMania. Uh, From the IC title to the NWA title, we have a new, new NWA champion, Scott, and he's always ready. Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder, defeated Trevor Murdoch for the NWA world title. And then last night on Valentine's Day, he tweeted, how do I celebrate winning the NWA title? I took my hot wife to Paris, and I went to Disneyland. Look, what, what an absolute champ of life! Let alone world champ. Did you ever envision a world where Matt Cardona was a world champion?
1: I mean, I hoped there'd be a world where he was world champion. I mean, you and I, you know, watched Zee Two story back in the day. I remember coming home from an exam, and you and me watching our living him win the US title at TLC. Uh, 2011, and being very happy about it. I remember us sitting in a room of casual and non-fans at Mania 32, and watching him win the IC title, and then seeing him get released, and feeling sad about it, and then seeing everything he's done last year. I just feel so happy for for him, basically proving people wrong and showing what he could do. And yeah, getting to see him out holding actual, well, not just any world title, but basically for a lot of World title fans, the world title for the IW title. Yeah, beating Trevor Murdoch for the title and. Kurt model is even the most like WWE and in the heat champion they've ever had because, buddy, Rob Conway was an NWA champion back in like 2014. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that, Kenny? <kid>? Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. yeah, he he Yeah. He, he screams 20th pick in SmackDown versus Raw GM mode, Rob Conway.
1: <laughs> so, you know, him winning the title, they've already set up a match where he's first defence him and Nick Aldis. They said he never got a remit after he lost the NWA title, so they're fighting next month in March at their Crockett Cup show. I want to see him hold it to at least the summer, because from June July time, it's the 20th anniversary of Impact Wrestling, and obviously everybody knows the early years of Impact Wrestling that they had the NWA title as the world title. So you get to see the 20th anniversary of Impact, seeing somebody on the Impact roster defend the NWA world title on that show. I think it would be a nice little touch, a nice all celebration.
0: It would be. It would be quite nice. I'd like to see him have a long run with it. He's the GCW, sorry, the ECW television champion and GCW. He is the self-proclaimed internet champion. He is, excuse me. The Impact Wrestling Digital Media Champion, and he is now the NWA World Champion. He's going to end up by the summer. He'll look like Ultimate Dragon, for God's sake.
1: Yeah, he's, remember after he lost the GCW title, he, he had a separate, a, set, a separate belt he got made. with it was like a mix of the GCW and Internet belts merged together, which spinned which he called the GCW Universal Championship, which he still <laughs> lost, so he's got like. Four belts, two of them he gave himself, and two they're
0: legit. He um he is. We talked about earlier how that I'm a sports entertainer, and you know that I'm the greatest deathmatch wrestler because I was an ECW original and fun stuff like that. I we talked about Cody laying the groundwork with that. I I think Riders went ahead and just run with that, and it's great to see him. Um, sort of. <laughs> It's great to see him just running ahead with it and just having so much fun and hey, maybe maybe this time next year we'll be talking about Matt Cardona going back to WWE to get the respect he deserves you which he didn't get when he was there
1: uh, Also like you can do with this NWA what he like, did with GCD being the opposite of what the audience want because like, the traditional NWA no know, wrestling fans probably don't like the idea of the former Zachary. That's Murray. not real wrestling! Former YouTube star being an being NWA champion, so he can run with that as long as he wants. You know, I'll, I can't wait to hear what Jim Cornette, as Cracky calls him, says about Matt Cardona being <laughs> champion.
0: I actually think Jim Cornette will appreciate Matt Cardona being champion because Matt Cardona gives his Like, you know, he doesn't break character or Twitter. He isn't. Like... Uh, I believe on the Major Bro podcast now, Matt Cardona is like his full on gimmick, so he he's not bringing. I think Jim Cornette. I could be wrong. Maybe he just comments or "fuck you," you know, on Twitter or something like that. But I I, I I'd like to like the appreciates it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I've seen some of the vlogs that they do where he's went to the GCW shows and it kind of plays out the character even when he's like just driving in the car, arriving to the room, he's like. Where's my valet parking? Where's the parking for the champ? <laughs> like I'm the big star <laughs> of the show. Uh, also, somebody pointed out he was wearing. It was on the same day in 20, in two thousand six, where Christian helped won the NWT from Jeff Jarrett, and he was wearing the same kind of colored gear that Christian was wearing that night. I
0: saw that. That was a really nice touch. A really cool touch. And I, I'm saying I hope Jim could Maybe that's why I'm thinking Jim, because. Wrestling fans can see these things, these nice wee touches that Zach, sorry, the former Zack Ryder, Mark Cardona does. I'm hoping that people going forward can take him seriously. And hey, hopefully one day he's back in WWE, and hopefully you know because he he's been he's been very complimentary about WWE, um, unlike Chelsea Green uh, about how. They gave him the skills to work on the Indies. Basically, he he works every show like it's a big TV show, and the, all the indie people hate him for that. Basically, <laughs> so <clears throat> he's he's been complimentary of WWE, and yeah, he, I hope he goes back one day. And I'm absolutely delighted that he's managed to win the NWA title. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, you mentioned an NWA champion. Possibly showing up an impact for the 20th anniversary. Well, a former impact champion is currently no longer with the company. Uh, Josh Alexander's contract has expired uh, with TNA, and therefore his work visa has expired. Uh, Josh Alexander tweeted this out. Tweeted out that he's going to miss uh, bookings with people like um, Terminus Wrestling, and has you know expressed his his apologies, and he's. This seems like an oversight on TNA's part because... Or sorry, Impact's part, because... He was part of Team Impact against... Was it the, the Ring of Honour team? I can't remember the name they had, but they, it was Impact versus Ring of Honour. Mm-hmm. He has been prominently featured against people like Jonah. Uh, he had the world title feud. He's, we, we've talked about how... Ethan Page leaving, we thought, God, Josh Alexander's going to be left in the dust, and yet he took the X Division title, made it, you know, must see. Had great matches with the likes of, you know, the the Iron Man match with TGP. Sorry, the it was an Iron Man match with TGP, uh, and then he reintroduced the Option C. Had a good match with Christian. Had the stuff with Moose, which was so personal. And it looked like he was getting back to that stage and then just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, yeah, my contract and visa are up.
1: Yeah, it was weird how, how this happened because they must have known about it a while ago because, you know, I think once they, nego- I would thought once they negotiate a new contract then maybe his visa would have be been able to continue given that he's now employed by... a in the US, but I don't know how these kind of things work. I know like, people like the Iconics or the Inspirations are now known to you know, find like, a, sign a contract so they could stay in the US. Uh, but maybe also if they fill in the paperwork with these the, to get the new visa and then they'll be able to sign a new contract, come back over and continue where he was. But because they, they were kind of taking him out of the title scene and having them fight these other challenges like Suzuki, Jonah, these kind of people, and then go back to title scene, so in K on TV from I've Scene, he's been suspended because he can't control his emotions and like Scott Damore's had enough of him. So he's had to like leave the impact team against the Ring ring Honor guys. I think at the moment they're doing a thing with Steve Macklin wanting to take his place in the whole, like these the of so the guys don't trust him, but they they need a fifth guy, so they've reluctantly chosen him. So either he'll get the pin for the team or he'll definitely betray them come uh, this Saturday at no surrender. But uh, I hope hopeful oh, this is a case like hangman uh, that he like, I'm hopeful this is kind of the case like Hangman when he disappeared from AEW for a while in the feed with Kenny, where hopefully he's not gone for too long. And when he comes back, they're really able to pick up where they left off. Because obviously, Hangman got a big pot when he came back, and hopefully the Impact fans are still as hot behind Alexander and want to see him you know win the World title. But i right it does mean that Musketsu continues to continue, he's won his World Champion for a while long because he's just been
0: amazing as champion. Oh, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and hey, maybe that is a silver lining. The Moose uh, World Title run gets to continue and Josh Alexander has a reason to be off TV. It's not just a pure contrived, oh, you bad man, oh, 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 how dare you? How dare you punch someone in a wrestling ring? <laughs> also, speaking of Steve Macklin, he get engaged to Diana Perrazzo. That, that man, that man is excelling in life. That man is... <laughs> well done to him I know basically he's
1: like, I don't care if you don't trust me I get to go home to Gianna <laughs>
0: Um so we talked about obviously the contract situation with Cody Rhodes in AEW I talked about how you know we've talked before about how it's top heavy in AEW but now there's a big spot on that card available and um, it's just as well because two new signings uh, in AEW last week first off Scott Bask in his glory. <laughs> oh bask in his glory <laughs> My my jokes here are limitless Scott uh, way, boom, boom, something for the dads <laughs> Um Keith Lee debuting in AEW um everyone everyone was like no he's on his honeymoon he's he's not gonna be there psych I just get married, but we can have a honeymoon anytime. I'm going to wrestle Keith Lee showing up, taking out uh, Isaiah Cassidy, um, qualifying for the face of the Revolution Ladder Match on March the sixth, and he's he he was really misused on the main roster. He was a, he was a bright spark for the time he was in NXT. He had that really cool thing with. Um, Roman Reigns and Survivor Series, then he had the thing with Brock at the Rumble, which I really enjoyed. But on the main roster, he never really got used. He did have a lot of... He had a stop-start push because he had to go away because of injuries, missing WrestleMania, rumours of him having COVID uh, and not being able to get vaxxed due to a heart condition. Now he's back in AEW, and it does... It seems like the best thing for him, personally, because it seemed like... The stop, start, stop, start thing. It, it was affecting him, and it just seems it seems good that he's in another company with a fresh start, and he gets to start again. You know, with a clean slate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you were like the favorite when it came to like people speculating who it was going to be because obviously, people like him and Cross and a bunch of other people who got like on that that round of releases, all their contracts kind of came up earlier this month. So, although the door is wide open for uh, somebody to come through, and I just love like the instantaneous like reacting, you know, it's the new music. The the tronic comes up for he he is limitless, and I mean, so like, everybody pops because everybody knows who it is. Isaiah Cassidy being able to basically bump for, for Keith Lee, just getting thrown around and like basically just destroying private party before and after the match. Just a hell of a way to come into AEW and then you smile. I just Matt Hardy Screw this and just bugger it off. And uh, basically, a not so subtle nod to the stories about Jeff at that live event. You know, can't remember who used this quote, but I've heard people say it on Twitter uh, for a bunch of things. But he said, uh, "I know people who use subtlety, and those people are cowards." <laughs> That's what I think about the Matt Hardy thing of him walking over the barricades.
0: Yeah, I saw the. Would you call? It? I saw the guys at Walkco. They're uh, not walk, uh, cultaholic, Um, talking about this about how it's a bit too all insidery the way he like if you weren't a a wrestling fan like like i need to know this because it's part of my job as this host um but like i i wouldn't have known otherwise if i didn't read dirt sheets that jeff hardy climbed into the crowd and walked away and he was described as being erratic that day tony can eh, sorry tony Schiavone said damn Matt Hardy's behaving erratic and you're like it's all a bit too a bit too insidery like oh look, 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 look what you're not supposed to know but you know you know don't you you, you know and it's like shut up just like, we're going to build to the Hardy boys versus private party can we just do it the old fashioned way where he gets fed up and fed up and fed up with them not being able to get a win, and he goes, I'll show you how to tag team wrestle, and he brings in Jeff Hardy, and the Hardy boys take on Private Party.
1: Yeah, because I just want him to separate all ties with Private Party in general, because the whole Hardy family office, or now the Andrade Hardy family office, because apparently Andrade bought a share in this make-believe company that Matt Hardy started up, which has the most... Worldwide! worldwide. It's the most mismatched group assigned to him. He's got Butcher and Blade, the Bunny. Pirate Party, at one point, Hybrid 2. I don't know if they're still around. Uh, so he's got the most random group of talent the to him with no rhyme or reason and makes them can't get a fucking win. Because <laughs> on that same show, the Blade oh. got by Wardlow in a random match. So I just want to several times because this whole... Like, I used to like Big Money Matt back in the day, but this version of Matt Hardy with Soul faction under him, can uh, okay, we call it a day, lads? Like, you tried something and it didn't work. So can we try to so let the pirate party go off with him try to try and make it work? Let Matt either be broken or be, you know, claim he's a Hardy boy even though he's in his 40s, you know?
0: It's almost as if Matt Hardy's gimmicks, as we try to revive them over time, have diminishing returns. It's almost as if people just want to see him as a Hardy boy.
1: Or V1. I take an AEW version of V1. I want to know if he's still strongly to six
0: <laughs> I have it on good authority that WWE officials know Matt Hardy strongly dislikes mustard and it was a it was part of him being released. <laughs> so yeah, we had um Keith Lee debut and then later on in the night I believe it was Rapongy Vice that Adam Cole and the Young Bucks were beating up. It was 3-on-2 and then all of a sudden it was 4-on-2. They received some assistance from Switchblade and white white is now all elite. Uh, I don't know his contract situation in Japan, Scott. You're our Japan correspondent. Has he been hyping this up for a while?
1: No, I think he's still in Japan. He's just been wrestling on the US side of things. like He wrestles on their Strong Show where every day he holds what he calls the US of J challenge, where basically he just does an open challenge every month, because uh, he's been appearing in Impact, he's going to wrestle at No Surrender this Saturday against Eric Young uh, on that same show, G.O.D. are fighting the Good Brothers for the tag titles so I think it's just a case of he's popping up wherever he can, taking advantage of the fact he's in the US, and then calling back to me the history of uh, Bullet Club, because also the Bucks weren't happy to see him there, but obviously clearly it was a damn goal thing to bring him in, so the idea of like, Cole's got Fish O'Reilly, once O'Reilly gets back because he just, had a, he just had a kid and then Jay White on one side maybe Kay and the Bucks on the other side so it's quite interesting especially given that Adam's uh, going after Hangman in the World Revolution seemingly so could Jay get involved in Adam that? Adam
0: Civil War huh? Adam Cole, Civil War <laughs> like, he was a tag partner so was I
1: <laughs> like, also there's a man like that joke Without Matt Hardy That's like the Another being the elite That shouldn't have been On Dynamite Where He had not Cole Leaving because he was The guy to go challenge Hangman And uh, the book Still annoyed about him Jay. And then look Behind the camera At their camera And panning colour And do you know About this He goes may have read Something on Reddit About it
0: <laughs> See <laughs> stuff like that Stuff like Yeah I read it On the dark sheet So like you know Throw away lines On occasion But not not like word for word, but rip-offs. That, that's just stupid. Anyway,
1: it's like, I think It was a B being the Elite skit yeah, where they did a thing with the boxing on Don and Don basically revealing a t-shirt that said no No thigh slapping. Supposedly that was a new role being brought into NXT at the time.
0: Um, so, coming back to the signings themselves, Jay White and um, Keith Lee. We know Keith Lee is going to be in the face of the Revolution ladder match. But going forward, who would you like to see Keith Lee face and who would you like to see uh, Jay White face?
1: Hey, I want to see another Jay White-Key Omega match. I think they only ever had the one and Jay White you know, got the one. So he's one of the few people that go like, going the day that K Omega hasn't really beaten that he's faced. Uh, Keith, Keith Lee, I'd like to see him you know, face like other big guys that they've got in the company, like uh, Luchasaurus or uh, Ward because we've seen him in his matches with, with Dajakovic. Uh, that he can still he can go and have great matches with fellow big guys, but there's also some great like high flyers. I want to see him be like, Dante Martin's got one of the best sunset flips in the world. I want to see him go for that and just get caught in a spirit bomb and just get slammed through the ring by Keith Lee. Do
0: you know what I'd like to see? I don't even know if he's with AEW now. I know his wife's been very vocal about his misuse. I'd love to see Brian Cage versus Keith Lee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the two of them could have a really good match. And Jay White, Adam Cole, eventually, you know, I know he's going to be aligned with Adam Cole, but I think in time, Adam Cole versus Jay White could be a big money match, not a big money match.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've mixed feelings about this Revolution ladder match, by the way, because I know the whole point is that it's a new challenger for the TNT title, so maybe Keely could come straight in and potentially just immediately win the TNT title, but I think uh, Wardlow and Max Castor having a, a qualifying match, and then there's a qualifying match on Rampage this week of Dante versus Powerhouse Hulk. So we're going to know three out of what I see in the six in the next week or so. But I'm sure it'll be a great match. I'm still annoyed the fact the graphic clearly shows that they're going after that giant Sonic ring.
0: <laughs> they're going to the Mushroom Planet.
1: <laughs> I got it. I got the giant Cheerio. <laughs>
0: Um. So, JY, you want to see Kenny Omega, and you, you know, you've got a multitude of opponents for um for Keith Lee. Yeah, I
1: mean, you say there's limitless opportunities for Keith Lee. Oh, for God's sake!
0: (laughs) So. Jesus Christ, that was bad. <laughs> so, our final story before we go into the questions. Two questions this week because it's a special show. Um, Alexa Bliss confirmed as the sixth woman for the Women's Elimination Chamber. Winner of the Elimination Chamber featuring Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and the last one escapes me. Who did you say so far? Ripley, Bliss, Morgan, Dewdrop, Bianca.
1: Nikki.
0: Nikki Cross, thank you. Or Nikki A-S-H. Um, Nikki! <laughs> I for God's sake. Um, yeah, she's entered number six in the match. With Bianca will enter last. Bianca the favourite to win it. Even, even more resounding favourite now that she's going to be in the match last. I just hope to God they don't do Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I think we we talked about uh, Kevin Owens getting a reboot if he beats Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair, to me, she's an elite-level athlete on the level of Charlotte Flair that she should not be in feuds that aren't title feuds or that aren't at least, like, if she was going up against Becky in a non-title match, I'd have it as the main event. Or if she was going up against Charlotte in a non-title match, because I think she's in that bracket. It's sort of the bracket that Charlotte I mentioned in. Becky Lynch is going to be in that bracket soon enough. Um, yeah, Bianca Belair, I hope she wins it. If not her, Rhea Ripley. But I hope to God it's not going to be Alexa Bliss.
1: Yeah, i so. I hope so as well. I mean, I was hoping for them to just basically announce it and not save that closer to the time. Because the closer to the time you get... The more people speculate, oh, it's Ask or it's Bailey or something like that. And you know, we should be happy, an uh, Italian to me, so there's always a silver lining in there. But you know, I have a bit biased in this idea of this chamber because uh, myself and Chris, who also hosts the show host the show occasionally, our draft team, Mick Lopez, but geez. Uh, our main uh, main <laughs> roster talent on our team is Bianca. And we've put a lot of marbles on the idea of her going to WrestleMania and beating Becky for that title. So, unless if he doesn't win this chamber, we're kind of fucked in that regard. So, <laughs> they've confirmed that she's the last in the chamber. She's got the win over. Uh, we have Ripley qualify for that spot uh, on this past week's Raw. And now, Alexa Bliss is there. Like, I know they've been hyping up. But I don't think it makes any sense to have her against Becky Lynch. They need to have Bianca because Bianca has not really gotten a revenge filly for, like, for the twenty-six seconds at SummerSlam. So the story's there. Because like if it, they've said they saved it till the, the day of and it was Becky and it was Bailey or Asuka, then I'd be like, Oh god, they're winning <laughs> and we, my draft team would have thought But like I think it needs to be Bianca. It makes the most sense for it to be her because, you know, it would show just how differently Becky and the other horse were going to put competitive Charlotte and that if he <laughs> they get a- win over you eventually it might pay off and you know Bianca will get to get another featured win at Wrestlemania like she did last year unlike with Charlotte and like the Rhea Ripley who we still not got a definitive win back over Charlotte by the way
0: I know that's um, that's why she's my second favourite to win only that and the fact that I don't like anyone else in the match um, so so to wrap us up this week obviously it's a massive a massive show this week with the Cody Rhodes news and the Stone Cold news so we have two questions to end the show on we have David Campbell's been in our Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat community which you two can join by the way asking the opinions of our listeners and our other other podcast members what they thought of the news with Cody Rhodes and Stone Cold so the question question number one adrenaline in my soul Something, something, holy shit. (laughs) His words, not mine. He said, let us know where Cody Rhodes is going. Is he WWE bound? Let us know. Uh, Callum Bennett says, running for office back in Georgia. Back to the Fed or it's all a work. But anyway, whoa, you're only smoking mirrors. Stephen Wilson says, he's got to be WWE bound, hasn't he? Uh, David Campbell responded, night after mania. Jack Graham says, I feel that if he shows up in WWE, I will be interested for like a month maybe, and then after that, it'll just be meh. We'll be huge nonetheless. <laughs> David responded to Jack, nice to see you're always positive. Uh, Brendan Dodge says, going to WWE, which means I'll not see him wrestle for a while. <laughs> oh, aren't you, Andy? Uh, Alan McLucas said, personally, I don't see him going back to WWE. Wouldn't be surprised if he tries to resurrect Ring of Honor or if he ends up in Impact slash NWA. Uh, Randall Glees says I hope he doesn't join WWE again honestly done some great things but adds little to any roster Um, and (laughs) Sean Smith commented five star wrestling (laughs) Um, some interesting thoughts there Um, a lot of people saying he, he must be WWE bound which I think is the consensus resurrecting Ring of Honor's as Alan I said well I mean he, him making AEW kind of killed Ring of Honour so it would be fair that he goes back there him ending up in Impact you know he unlike um unlike Josh Alexander on the the inspiration he doesn't need a contract to work in the US he could work freelance again for Impact he could very easily end up in the NWA him against Matt Cardona could be big money matches for the NWA uh, we know his history there, we know he won the NWA title at the All Out pay-per-view um, but w- w- what are your thoughts on what Ryan Dalgleish says, he's done some great things but he adds little to any roster, what do you think of that?
1: Ooh, you're hard, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway anyway uh... I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't disagree. I mean, he's not my favourite, but I don't, wouldn't agree with the idea that he doesn't add value. I mean, he'd definitely get people tuning in for the first couple of weeks, at least, depending on what he does. If he does go back to WWE, the idea of the night after WrestleMania would be interesting because he like keeps the speculation going over the next month or so and then gives you a, a genuine you know, reaction that's so genuinely worth talking about on the night after WrestleMania, which you haven't had in a good few years. The thing with him, if he doesn't go to WWE, I'm going to face Matt Gordon at the end of the week two. Given their history and the fact they're real life pals, <laughs> really interests me because uh, when the news broke about Cody, uh, Matt yeah, shared a photo of a T-shirt. I think it's been out it for ages, but he shared it and said the sweet life of Matt and Cody, and just a picture of those two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. But they were part of that um, that photo from back in 2011 sort of like, oh, the the new generation sort of thing, and it was um, Matt so Matt was the US champion as Zack Ryder and Cody was the Intercontinental champion. Do you think this is just a big ploy so WWE can get the name Cody Rhodes back?
1: Maybe. Hey, like, well, we're on all these shows, named after shows that your dad did, but only if you come back and wrestle on them. <laughs>
0: uh, so, oh. sorry, on you go.
1: I was going to say, it's
0: my final offer, take it or leave it. Um, David Campbell saying, Cena uh, also said, Steve Austin's rumoured to face Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Would you like to see this? Would you prefer to see Austin face someone else? So, Callum Bennett comments again. He's got far too much to say for himself. He said, absolutely not. Leave the memories alone. Although I would pop like mental for a stunner. Um, Alan Malukas saying, I personally don't feel KO is a big enough draw to pull Austin out of retirement. If he did come back, for me personally, I'd rather it was Lesnar. I've seen a lot of that online. Uh, Roman Reigns or Rock versus Austin 4. Jack Graham said, Well, I want it. Make it happen. Owens is a great worker. Can get great heel heat when needed and will make the crowd pop even more for Austin than he already would have. Even if it's just a five-minute match, I don't care. Do it. I agree. Um, Anthony Fitzpatrick says I don't think we need to see a match arrive, stunner, beer, leave was hoping we were getting KO edge instead, that'd be an interesting match I can't lie Uh, Robert Scott Shaw says I can see Seth versus Owens and when when the match finishes Austin's music hits and gives Owen a stunner Uh, Steven Wilson saying I'm not sure Austin would take the match what a bunch of negative bastards we've got here on the comments (laughs)
1: Say like, hmm, this is some interesting, well thought out opinions. I disagree with them all, <laughs> except for Jack. Jack had a good opinion. Everyone else, no, you're all wrong. Fickle.
0: And Alan Laurie says, "Can we get a supermarket rematch with KO taking Booker's place?" Please, please, and thank you.
1: See that? See that? You know, interesting. You know, some people say cinematic wrestling doesn't work with a like or that. That would, that would definitely be entertaining for me. I do love, a uh, Alan Bennett having so much to say for himself, you know. Now I'm not. Now I'm not feeling so bad about you getting stuck with GP in the draft. And Alan, Mister, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of uh of Brock Lesnar. But I would like to see him have a match with Stone Gold. You can't have it both ways. I think of that.
0: <laughs> I've seen a lot online about uh, Kevin Owens not being the big draw. That a lot, a lot of people not. Maybe it's just for people of a certain age because. I've seen people of a certain age who've seen KO on the indies and maybe are KO fans saying, you know, that he, he has a big enough draw here. Whereas with people who maybe watch the Attitude Era who are like, no, Austin's too big, Austin's... But but that's the thing. You've got to bring these part-timers back. They're always going to be bigger than the people they go up against. You know, Undertaker was bigger than Randy Orton, Mark Henry, Roman Reigns, John Cena, you know, all the people at CM Punk, the people he went up against in the streak, but that's what made it interesting. It was people trying to chop down. It was David versus Goliath. It was that sort of thing. Um, personally, wouldn't mind a Lesnar match or a Reigns match because the Ed cool could see Austin go up against these people. I absolutely... Um, I'm, I'm currently wearing the WrestleMania 17 poster t-shirt with rock and austin on it i don't want to see rock austin for it, it does it does nothing for anyone who's going to stick around it just puts it, it's an exhibition about it's like holyfield versus tyson and an exhibition but like what what is the point we've seen it and the guys are older and slower now like let's not um just seeing just now Someone said Seth versus Owens and when the match finishes Austin's music hits and they gave him a stunner that's Robert Scott Shaw Seth and Owens we've done that Mania they seem too on too much on a similar path at the moment
1: I you know it'd be, <laughs> why would Austin just randomly come like out other than it's in Texas so we'd take away from whatever story they just were you know, telling in the match they just had like Rollins got company and Owens to the ring if they're still doing this kind of alliance with them and then Rollins getting the stunner by Austin, and then that allows Owens to win. That's fair enough because obviously Rollins is easily dislikable as a heel, and so people would probably see him get stunnered.
0: Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Um, Owens versus Edge is an interesting option that someone else suggested, but ah, come on, guys. Stunner versus Stunner Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Cold stop killing about buzz. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Well anyway, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Um I'm sure there'll be a lot more regarding Stone Cold and Cody Rhodes in the coming weeks here on Central. Um I, I said to David uh, Hockney when he did the show last week, we seem to have the curse of either he has to do a show with me when we've done like a Sunday central or a like the two centrals are too close together. So nothing's really happened in the world of wrestling. And since then, uh, and I said, you know, next week will be, I, I always joke that, or oh, the rock will make a return and stuff like that. And yet, and the week since Hockney, and I, not, not even a week, the six days since Hockney and I um, recorded Stone Cold's talking about returning. Corey Rhodes has left the company he founded. Keith Lee and Jay White have both debuted on AEW. Mark Cardona's has won the NWA title. Josh Alexander is no longer with Impact Wrestling and Johnny Knoxville is possibly going to be in the Intercontinental title match at Wrestlemania. It's um, <laughs> Oh, and Alexa Bliss is back uh, and in the Elimination Chamber and up for a chance of winning a match against Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania. Um, So I look forward to in four weeks time, Scott, when I'm doing this show with John Asherwood, when he's back in his correct rotation, and The Rock has come back, or someone someone massive has come back after Hockney and I have had to spend an hour stretching out a very bang average review of a, an episode of NXT or something like that.
1: Hey, like Rock will come back next week I'll announce like half the Mania card when you, you do a thing with Chris and then when Dave comes back going, what's the biggest story? Oh, Veer
0: might come up mate next. (laughs) Veer Mahan debuted on Raw
1: that's a big talking point
0: (laughs) but anyway we are going to wrap it up here thank you very much Scott for joining me and filling in uh, sorry filling in last minute I should say and then joining me a day early um, to record this when the news broke
1: oh didn't have much else on did I
0: (laughs) Well, we, I know, but we don't like to say that. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can find our massive back catalogue, including our recent review of St. Valentine's Day Massacre, 1999. Uh, Scott, Andy Mitchell, and Chris Murray doing that one, doing a great job of it. You can find that on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And of course, each Sleep Suplex Retreat community. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation about Cody Rhodes and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you can find us there. And of course, weekly questions, which we will will read out on this show. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Bye bye. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're gonna have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.